Hi, welcome to the 4T Podcast. I'm Brian. I'm Austin. And today we're going to be talking about illegal dispatch. Yeah. So what we're talking about here is uh, the uh, dispatch companies that are in Japan that hire ALTs. Now, as a disclaimer, before we start doing any of this, we would like to say that we're talking about the companies and not the ALT employees that work for the companies. So this is just on the companies themselves. Yes. And just a little bit of background for people who don't know the kind of companies that we're talking about for a dispatch are companies who have ALTs that they hire from abroad or from their A-Kaiwas and they send them off to the different schools. Um, schools technically should hire um, directly to the school themselves, but because it's cheaper, they use the third-party dispatch companies to send out the ALTs right through everywhere so what was the oh, well, so let, well we should basically start with how this whole concept of the ALT actually started yes and how you know ALTs teaching in schools well it started with the jet program back in the 1980s ah uh, the lovely jet program Still around today. I, mean, I, I know plenty of jets myself. As do I, yes. So um, what the jet program was was basically kind of a, a – Japan wanted to kickstart its English program and put uh, native speakers in the classroom to help facilitate um, the usage of natural and native English. So you would have your assistant language teacher, ALT, that would uh, go into the classroom and basically um, – help uh like back up the main teacher basically be the um the secondary source for english materials in the classroom yes uh the first official alt to come to japan was in the 1980s i believe right yeah and it was the first people that came were actually from britain originally mm -hmm. from the uk and then it eventually branched out to america and now they have people they have uh yearly six thousand. Uh, ALTs who come in from multiple different countries around the world, including U.S. territories. Yes, um, there is. There are Jamaican, Guam, Americans, Canadians. Everyone, everyone comes. Um, South Africans, yes. Australians, New, Ze New Zealanders. Yes. Um, what was it? Uh, I, I know two Scottish yes. people as well. Yeah. And I've met uh, people from Norway and Sweden as well, even though that they. English is not the main language; it's the secondary language there. Right. But their English level they had was high enough. They were able to pass, show that they had passed language tests that they were able to come over right. on the JET program. So, what is the JET program exactly? Well, basically, it is a government job. Yes. But you can only stay on it for a maximum of five years. Technically, and then after that, there are the CRT programs and other things such as that that yep. you get jobs um, in the uh, board of education or in the town halls doing certain jobs. Um, actually, uh, in a previous uh, podcast that we did with um, Roger, yes, uh, Roger Smith, he is a CRT that works in the tourism department. Yes, and I've met many, many Jet ALTs who have moved on from there. In Sendai, there are six who work in the Sendai Board of Education as the official consultants for the English education and tourism. So 
if you're looking to come to Japan for a long term and you're able to get on the JET program, it's a very val it, it's very good way to come here. Yeah. If you're able to get on. So let's talk about the Rise of the Dispatch. Dun dun dun. All right. Well, anyway, so Rise of the Dispatch. Basically, the JET program uh, with uh, I, I don't want to say. Uh, well, with the Japanese government going back and forth between the different um, different parties holding power, yes. Um, basically, the education program would flip flop flop back and forth. So the amount of money that the government was actually going to put into the jet program, to how much money they were putting into this, and how much money they were putting into this. Basically, it came down to that they started pumping money into the boards of education. But they stopped pumping money into the JET program. Yes. So it just so happened that they wanted to up the amount of English being used in the classroom. But the JET program did not have enough money to facilitate all the ALTs required and needed throughout the entire country. So to fill that gap came these uh, many different dispatch companies out there. So uh, do we want to name off a few of them? Well... <clears throat> we can name off a few of them. Um, what they originally started as were, were a Kaiwas. Mm -hmm. And so they they got bigger and bigger and eventually started going to all the different schools. So the original one, the contender to Jet, was, I believe, Nova. Yep. And so there's Nova, there's ECC Junior, Joytalk, uh, the biggest ones. Um, and then there's also the smaller ones, such as... Well, Interact's probably the biggest one. Yeah. Well, Interact is technically two separate entities. There's yeah. Cellnet and Interact that's that right. work I together. About that. And then basically, they're basically uh, subsidies of the same company. Yeah. Um, and then you also have GABA. Ah, GABA. GABA right. was another yeah. one that's out there. And then there was there's one more, and I'm drawing a blank on it right now. Anyway, yeah. so there's about like six or seven of these different. Uh, Dispatchers. Yeah, the major, the major ones. There's, there's six or seven major ones. There's hundreds of them all around, but the main ones are all throughout Japan. Yeah. So let's talk about like what you would actually do with a dispatch company first. So coming to Japan, you come in generally with a dispatch company or jet if you're lucky. So a dispatch company, you'll come in, they'll say, okay, you will go to this town and you're going to teach for these these schools it seems easy enough at the beginning but then you get into the more to the intricacies of being an ALT or right. a dispatch company one of the things is is uh, when I worked for a specific company that uh, was a dispatch company when I first came to Japan they had me working at seven different schools and I would basically go to different a different junior high school every month so I'd just go for one full month at one school, and then every month it would change. And they would throw in a few elementary schools and one kindergarten in at the time. Yes. Um, one of the things that they do is when they give you a schedule, you there are six periods or six lessons that are, are taught throughout the day at any uh, school, whether it's elementary school or junior high school. So... Throughout those six periods, let's just say you are at second period, third period, and fourth period. So you are being dispatched to teach for the second, third, and fourth period. Now, where it gets a little tricky is that in order for you to, 
let's say, change second period to first period, if there's a sudden change, the school is required to call your dispatch company to tell them that there's a change, and then the dispatch company is supposed to call you back and say, hey, second period has been changed to first period. Go to first period instead. And that's supposedly, that's the process that they use. And after, I've been in Japan for 10 years and talking with all the different teachers, you can see in the teachers how much of a pain in the butt it is to work with a dispatch company as opposed to a direct hire. Direct hire ALTs work for the Board of Education. Their bosses are the schools. Um, their bosses are the principals the, and the uh, Board of Education. So they can order an ALT around and the ALT has to do that. Talking with the teachers for dispatch companies, it's such a pain in the butt. If they want to make a change, they have to, like changing one class for the day, they have to call, they have to tell the Board of Education. The Board of Educa Education has to call the dispatch company then the dispatching company has to call the board or board of education. Then the board of education has to call the teacher. Then the teacher has to tell the ALT, and then it starts all over again from the ALT's side. And once all that's finished, the day's over and you go home. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that is just for one class change. If you have multiple class changes, <sighs> yeah. So no, that's uh, that that's. That, that there is, is one of the biggest problems. Now, one of the reasons why we say that this is illegal is technically, according to uh, the uh, like Japanese uh, law right. and whatnot, the principal is supposed to have the final say of what any teacher or anybody does. With the dispatch company, because the school has to call the dispatch company to tell the ALT what to do, that is technically illegal, according to the Ministry of Education in Japan. Yes. Yeah, and there's a lot of different things that go into uh, making ALTs and dispatch companies technically illegal. Um, so we can get into those in a little bit. Uh, one of the things that makes... Um, I'll give a little bit brief uh, explanation of it. So um, one thing that the dispatch companies do is there's the loophole in the law that says anyone um, that keeps ALTs working 29.5 hours a week instead of 30 hours a week. So what's that all about? Well, according to the Ministry of Labor in Japan, anybody working 30 hours or more is technically considered full-time. If someone is full-time, the government, the, not the government, the company is required to offer them Shakai Hoken, which Shakai Hoken is, uh, what is it, employee insurance or company insurance. Yes, and for companies like, the bigger companies like JoyTalk or Interact, who have 500 employees or more, who are full-time, they, they have to pay half of that, half of the monthly cost. And so if you think about this, with 500 or more employees who have health insurance costs, that could technically run them millions, if not trillions of yen right. in it's, revenue loss. It's like the equivalent of paying like $250 to $300 a month on the company for each employee. So if you have that many employees that you're paying that much money, 
Yeah, that's uh, that, that that's uh, where they go to uh, cut costs. Yes. So um, there is a loophole in the law that people take advantage of, where it's technically not legal, but they take advantage of the loose um, semantics that Japanese people use in their contracts. And there's a, a part in a labor law that says um, people under 29.5 hours, 29 hours, sorry, under 30 hours are not full-time or Considered part-time. Yeah, something. Um, I'm not sure about the the uh, wording of it. If you want to, please check and write in the comments below. Um, but this um, this is a law that's been, a loophole that's been taken advantage of for years. And uh, because of the way that the boards of education want to save money and the dispatch companies want to save money, no one really states that it's illegal right i think what you're talking about is uh, what is it kai shain i think yeah that i think sounds... it's basically kai, kai shain means that you are like kind of a registered as like a full-time employee where you don't have to sign a contract every year yeah. you're basically a part of the company like i think that's after like five years something like that something yeah. like five years of working full-time or something like that that they have to are five years of part-time or something like that they're supposed to make you full-time and make you what they call a kai shine i think right i believe yeah i believe you're right so that's one that's one of the things that make it illegal um and another thing that makes it illegal um is another wording in the contracts that they use and that would be gyomin itaku uh which is what exactly that it's a service yeah, it's like consulting service. Yes, it's like a third-party consultant. Think right. of it like that. So, so instead of being an assistant language teacher, you're a language consultant? Yes. And because you're a consultant, you're not it labels you as not part of the entity of the of the school, so they don't have to uh, pay you the full the full price um, of full time and that makes it that's one of the illegal right things about it right and another thing that they that a lot of dispatch companies do is they will send their they will send the, their ALTs to a school and they will label their ALTs as a service so they're not people they're a service so they can get away with not paying pension not paying overtime and not paying health insurance to the ALTs and that's how they cut costs in the dispatch companies and the boards of education. Right. So this also plays into another another section where because you're working for these dispatch companies, the schools you're working for are customers. If you're working for the board of education, like as a direct hire, or you're working for JET, you are a public servant. Now... Almost nobody complains about complains to public servants in Japan at all. Hmm. There are a specific group of people for customers in Japan that they call claimers here. And basically they're the people that would call in to complain about something so minor that no one really cares. As an example, I was working for or I went to my um Eikaiwa class and it was supposed to be forty five minutes long. And it ended up being only 44 minutes and 35 seconds. I would like to see exactly what you're going to do about this problem to fix it. 
that's the kind of claiming that can go on in Japan. Doesn't happen all the time, but if if you've ever worked in uh, was a customer service, it, it it happens more often than you think it would. So how this changes in the classroom is that um, sometimes teachers will have uh, expectations on their ALTs that exceed that of uh, of uh, a level of servant. And, um, well, it, it exceeds the expectations of an indentured servant. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so as, as an example, if you are working on uh, creating a lesson for a class that you have coming up during a free period, like let's just say second period, you have nothing teaching, but that te one of the teachers wanted you to grade papers for them and you tell them I need to work on this for this, they might call the company and complain. If you're working for Jet or Direct Hire, they don't complain to anyone. Yes. Yeah, it's a, it's a slippery little slope and a really hard uh, thing to navigate through, and there's a lot of gray areas. So, yeah, there's right. a lot of different things to be careful of. So as an example, uh, one of my schools previously, I had the, they called uh, the uh, dispatch company I was working for to tell them that I left work three minutes earlier than I should. Oh my gosh. What they didn't note was the fact that they, no one had reset the clock. The clock had basically skipped ahead three minutes. But they called to say that I didn't stay until 5 p.m. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of things that schools will do to, um, especially if they have bad relationships with the ALTs, they'll do to um, get the ALT out and even to get the company to switch. Yeah. Switch the ALTs. Yep. So let's talk about how uh, certain. Uh, certain uh, these entities mm. how they may not have any employees but they work as a consultant maybe for a board of education so for the ALTs yeah so for example um, there's companies that will have no ALTs at all with the board of education so let's say the board of education has um, ALTs that, that are working there and the entity, uh, the dispatch company, will come on and act as a consultant. And so the ALTs who work there will have to go to trainings three or four times a year. And the trainings are generally, they're, they're good trainings for beginner teachers. But for ALTs who have been there for a long time. Veterans. Yeah, for, veter <laughs> for veterans, long timers, they're, they're, they're useless pretty much. But the, because the Board of Education doesn't want to have to deal directly with foreigners, for example, getting apartments or having to deal with some other things, they'll keep the, they'll keep the entity, the dispatch company, on to deal with them and be consultants and do trainings that don't have any merit at all. Right. And while it's okay to have them on there, I guess, um, it can all, it's also a drain on the system. Yeah. I know for a fact that uh, there's a board of education I've heard of that has this 
this scenario going on and they drain like they drain like 50 million yen a year into the dispatch company that could be going to to the schools improving them or paying the teachers for better training the um the uh board of education that i work for i work for them uh, as a direct hire um i talk with them directly but they require that you have like a at least above like a jlpt3 mm. uh, proficiency in japanese in order to work for them so oh that's interesting yeah yeah or the equivalent of a jlpt over a jlpt3 yeah that's interesting a lot of board direct hire jobs are actually kind of rare to come by yeah so if you get one, hold on to it right, tight. and never let it go because I, with my direct hire job, I have the Shakai Hoken. Um, I get my yearly contract, and it is basically guaranteed. Um, I get lots of, uh, what is it, uh, days off. Hmm. Like when I worked for um, a, a different dispatch entity, before, because I was part-time, they only gave me seven days off a year. Because I'm direct hire, I get 20. Right. Yep. Working direct hire is a very nice job. It's a government. It's considered a government job, so you will always be... It's got a lot of job security in yeah. it, unless you screw up a lot. Yeah. And I've never heard of anyone screwing up... Oh, no, I've heard of one person who got who got fired from a... Uh, direct hire job and he screwed up more than anyone I've ever heard of uh, this gentleman I will not say his name and I will not say the town the way he got fired from his direct hire job and deported back home and he's not allowed back in Japan is by bringing a GoPro into an elementary school girls locker room yeah that's about the only way that you can get fired from a direct hire job yeah yeah, there's really strict laws about cameras or even oh, yeah. any audio or anything in a school whatsoever. Yep. If I want to bring in my camera to the school, which I do, I have to have the, I have to have a sign sheet from the board of education with the uh, board of education's uh, hunk of the stamp, and then I have to get the principal's uh, stamp too, mm -hmm. and I have to send a letter to all the parents saying, this is what I'm taking the pictures for, and all the data will go straight to the school. Yep. Yep. Every time I bring my camera in, I give it straight to the principal. He takes all the data and then deletes everything else. Yep. So, yeah, it's really strict if you do bring in cameras. Yeah. To the schools, and especially being in dispatch too, there's that. I I would I would honestly recommend not bringing a camera at any time with you. And just make sure, like, your phone is away from you and everything. Oh, yeah. yeah, just make sure that you you don't use a camera as a if you work for a dispatcher whatsoever. Unless you get explicit in instructions from the company and from the Board of Education, leave everything at in your desk. writing. Definitely. In writing. Yes, everything has to be in writing in, in Japan because the loose words they use in the contracts and everything. They can be kind of twisted, so make sure everything's written. Right. So you can also get this through email confirmation as well. If someone writes an email and gives you from a, from the company and gives you confirmation to bring that in, then you can bring the camera in. And if there are any repercussions, save that email. Yes. Because then then that email will be basically be your only line of defense for bringing the camera into the school if problems do arise. Now, if problems do arise, and say you're leaving the school or 
uh, you're leaving the company. And the school is a claimer school, yep. or the, and the company, you want to get revenge, I guess? Yeah. What's, what's a... Well, there, there's a, there is a very way to serve this dish so ice cold it feels like it was dipped in liquid nitrogen. So, one of the things that you can do... Now, I will say that when I was in ALT, or was in ALT as for a dispatch company, I was your spot-on guy. If they were like, okay, my schedule says you have three classes today, but they said we need you to do all six, I was like, ah, don't call the company, I'll just go do them is what I would say to them, which is technically illegal, but I was just like, don't worry about it, I'll do it. So, because, and you want papers graded? I'll grade all of the papers. Give me every class you have, and I'll grade all of them. Not a problem. Well, I had a, a thing with uh, linguistics. I, I have a, a certificate in teaching English as a foreign language. Hmm. So, when it came down to doing, like, pronunciation and basically, like, uh, textbook stuff, the New Horizon textbook that they were using is all based off of American English, yes. including the um, the IPA, the International Phonetic Alphabet in the back, is the pronunciation is all in American English. Yes. Well, I had a problem with one of the teachers to say that they wanted to teach, um, what is it, uh, a, a form of English from the UK. There's many different dialects. Yeah. But I had said to them, well, the textbook and the listening exercise that they're going to be using for their entrance exam is all going to be in American English, including the entire writing is all going to be in American English. So we should probably teach them American English as a base of, well, the teacher's like, well, we should teach them a, a rounded amount of English. And I'm like, well, we can teach them a rounded amount of English, but right now some of the words that you're using, you're mis mismatching mixing and matching um, American English with um, a form of English from the UK. So we need to fix this first and switch over to this entirely if you're going to do that. Anyway, they got, they got angry with me and uh, they started calling on uh, little things like that three minutes that uh, I <laughs> said previously. So I decided that I was going to raise ungodly hell. <laughs> I got out my contract and I read it word for word in English, every, every sentence, and I followed it to the letter. If they came to me two, five minutes before class to say there was a sudden change in class, you need to call the dispatch company and tell the dispatch company. When the dispatch company calls me and tells me to go, I will go. They said, can you grade these papers? Unfortunately, if I grade these papers, I would be responsible for the child's grade. And I wish to not be responsible for the child's grade. And because it's not in my contract, I can't do it. So can you prepare a lesson for me? Please uh, specify in detail what you would like. Tell the dispatch company, and the dispatch company will tell me. I would not like to violate my contract. So and, and when the dispatch company says, um... So can you go to lunch with the kids? Because you're supposed to, it's the, usually ALTs go and eat with the kids at lunch. I would call the, tell the dispatch company, um, I will go and sit with the kids, but you would need to pay me for that 45 minutes. And because that would put me over the 29.5 hours, that would make me full time, and I would prefer to be on Shakai Hoken, the employee insurance. At that point, I have basically got revenge with the school and revenge with the dispatch company because with that three minutes thing, I got in deep trouble 
for leaving three minutes early because of a uh, because of a clock malfunction. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Working for dispatch companies can be interesting to say the least. Yes. Something experiences like that, and it pays to know your contract a lot. So when you get your contract, read it through and memorize it. Um, one of the things that uh, some of the companies do do, just as a kind of a side note, is uh, they'll say that you're going to get paid like uh, what is it, two million five hundred thousand yen mm -hmm. a year. What they don't tell you is that because of your location, you need to have a car, and they have arranged a rental car for you, but you have to pay, uh, what is it, like uh, thirty thousand yen a month to go to the to that car towards that car. And you have to pay your own gas for it. Yep. Yeah, and they'll they'll uh, they'll take away money from you whenever they can. Yep. So know your contracts and know your, know your rights. <laughs> know your yeah. rights. Know your company, and read that thing through thoroughly. It will save your butt if you need it. Yes. Anyway, I think that's all we got for this one here. I can't think of anything else. All right. So, well, I'm Brian. I'm Austin. And uh, we're with the 4T Podcast. And if you want to catch us on uh, our, our, our private uh, YouTube channels or our separate YouTube channels, I'm at GuidoTTJ. And I'm at ALTX. All right. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.